welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's August 26th, 2022, and this is episode 89. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just on my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. All right, in theaters, actually, there's quite a lot going on over these next couple of weeks. Uh, now playing in theaters, particularly if you are a fan of British actor Idris Elba, are a couple of uh, films starring uh, him. Uh, first up is, uh, looks like kind of a, an, an artsy film. It's called 3,000 Years of Longing. It's from MGM. It's directed by George Miller. Uh, a lonely scholar, played by Tilda Swinton, uh, on a trip to Istanbul, discovers uh, a genie, who is played by Idris Elba, who offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom. Uh, one description I read of this film is that it's Aladdin, but for adults. So <laughs> I've seen the trailer, but I don't know that much about it. I know that it's based upon a short story called The Jinn with excuse me, The Gin and the Nightingale's Eye by A.S. Byatt. Um, and uh, I also know that it is rated R by the Motion Picture Association for some sexual content, graphic nudity, and brief violence. Uh, again, Aladdin for adults is what, <laughs> is what it looks like. Also starring Idris Elba and now playing in theaters um, is a movie called Beast. It's from Universal Pictures, and it's from, quote, the visceral experiential filmmaker Balthazar Kormatur, and I'm sorry, I'm probably not pronouncing his name correctly. Um, sometimes the rustle in the bushes actually is a monster. It just Alba stars in a pulse-pounding new thriller about a father and his two teenage daughters who find themselves hunted by a massive rogue lion intent on proving that the savannah has but one apex predator. Um, I've only seen the trailer for, for this film, and it's it's a, a CGI-created lion. Frankly, it looked like Idris Elba was fighting Simba from that horrible um, quote-unquote live action or that, that photorealistic CGI version of The Lion King that Disney did not too long ago. Um Frankly, I think this movie looks horrible, but you know, again, if you're an Idris Elba fan or, or, or you're up for, you know, up for a monster movie, um, Beast is rated R by the Motion Picture Association for violent content, bloody images, and some language. Okay, so those are currently in theaters. Opening today, uh, August 26th, is uh, a horror film called The Invitation. This is from Screen Gems. It's directed by Jessica M. Thompson. And it's so nice. The movie producers say you're invited to a nightmare, generations in the making. Um, after the death of her mother and having no other known relatives, Evie, who's played by Nathalie uh, Emanuel, takes a DNA test and discovers a long-lost cousin she never knew she had. Invited by her newfound family to a lavish wedding in the English countryside, 
She's at first seduced by the sexy aristocrat host, but is soon thrust into a nightmare of survival as she uncovers twisted secrets in her family's history and the unsettling intentions behind their sinful generosity. Um, the Invitation is rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association for terror, violent content, some strong language, sexual content, and partial nudity. And I got to tell you, this is an invitation that I am going to decline. Uh, also opening today on uh, August 26th is uh, a re-release of Rogue One, a Star Wars story, which... Uh, originally came out in 2016. This is going to be in IMAX theaters for one week only. Uh, this is from Lucasfilm. It's directed by Gareth Edwards. Uh, you know, Rogue One was the very first of the Star Wars quote-unquote standalone films, of which really there were only two in this, you know, kind of modern-day or you know, Disney-owned Star Wars era. Um, and it's, it's really, it's an exciting film. It's about... Uh, it's an unlikely band of heroes that come together on a mission to steal the plans for the Death Star uh, when that first Death Star is getting built. And and uh, they're the ones who give the plans to Princess Leia, uh, who then, you know, then which which triggers the events of the the original Star Wars film from 1977. So it's pretty cool. It's, you know, it's a, so it's a prequel uh, but in the best sense of the word, it's it's uh, got a terrific cast, and it's and it's I think it's an exciting film. I'm excited to see this uh, in IMAX. Um, also, as a bonus for this IMAX presentation, is there's going to be a sneak peek of a new Disney Plus Star Wars series, which is called Andor, and it's about Cassie and Andor. Uh, who's one of the rebels in this, you know, in Rogue One. And this new series begins streaming on Disney Plus on September 21st. So um, this series is a prequel to Rogue One. <laughs> so many prequels. Um, but anyway, I, I, I'm excited to get more of a sneak peek at, uh, of, of Andor and, um, and excited to see Rogue One again, uh, Rogue One again in uh, IMAX. I think that that's going to be that's going to be pretty exciting. I'll have links to some of this con this stuff on in the podcast notes on my blog, so you can, um, you know, even see this see this and one of the Andor trailers as well. Uh, that's coming to Disney Plus. It's a twelve. I think the ultimate goal is to have two seasons of twelve episodes each. So so. Uh, that's gonna be pretty exciting. To, that's gonna be a lot of a lot of looks like a great Star Wars content. Also, just of note, uh, you know, I think when Disney first bought Star Wars or bought Lucasfilm, the plan was to have more of these standalone Star Wars movies. Uh, they referred to them as a Star Wars story. So the full title for Rogue One is is you know Rogue One a Star Wars story. Uh, they only made two. Uh, they made Solo a Star Wars story, which was, uh, you know, kind of an origin story about about uh, Han Solo, and uh, it was a flop. I think Rogue One did very well. Solo was a flop, and then uh, they really started focusing on they, meaning Lucasfilm, 
creating content for for the Disney Plus service, and that's really kind of taken over these Star Wars stories because um, again, because this Andor Andor series is is uh, a, a perfect example of that. So. So anyway, uh, go out and check out Rogue One uh, in IMAX. One week only. Check your lo- check your local listings starting next week. So again, lots of stuff going on in theaters. A uh, couple of new new uh, releases, uh, you know, to mention. Um, again, these are opening up on 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 Friday, September second. First one is a drama called Gigi and Nate. It's from Roadside Attractions. It's directed by Nick Ham. Uh, it's about a, a young man's life that's turned upside down after he suffers a near fatal illness and is left a quadriplegic. Uh, moving forward seems impossible until he meets an unlikely service animal. Um, this Gigi, a curious and intelligent monkey who helps Nate find what he needs most, which is hope. So, um, you know, this looks like it could be, it could be a cute film, kind of a tender film. Um, uh, or it could, you know, be not so great, but hopefully it's good. So GG and Nate uh, uh, is rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association for some thematic material and language. Um, also opening on September 2nd is uh, the comedy, drama, or satire, I guess, yeah, maybe all of the above, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. This is from Focus Features. It's directed by Adama Ebo. Um, it's a satirical comedy starring Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown as a, a couple of a Southern Baptist megachurch. And, and they used to have a humongous congregation, but um, after a scandal forces the church to close temporarily, the two must, must figure out how to reopen their church and rebuild their congregation. Um, uh, and they they go for a big comeback. In fact, the biggest comeback that commodified religion has ever seen. So, uh, again, seeing the trailer for this, it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Uh, very appealing cast. And so uh, we'll see uh, if, if Honk for Jesus Save Your Soul is any good. It's rated R by the Motion Picture Association for uh, language and some sexual content. Okay, now, uh, returning to theaters next week, so starting Friday, September 2nd, um, are, are three movies that, you know, I think are all de- definitely uh, worth your time and, and consideration over, uh, over the long Labor Day weekend if you're, if you're wanting to go see some, some movies. First up is a re-release of Jaws. This is the 1975 film from Universal Pictures and directed by Steven Spielberg. This is the, you know, the the movie that really kind of created the summer blockbuster. Uh, back in 1975 when this opened, it was such a huge hit. Uh, and it just, again, created the, the idea that, you know, kind of these action thriller movies get piled in for the summer season, and that's where they can, again, the studios can just make piles of money. Um, it's What's fun about this one is that it's coming to IMAX theaters, so they've got a remastered version of Jaws uh, 
I don't know if this is the first time in IMAX, but still, it's an IMAX. And then also they've got a print of it that's uh, in real 3D. So so check your local listings because it's going to be both in IMAX and possibly in real 3D. I'm all over this thing. I want to see it in IMAX. I don't believe that it's going to be in 3D in IMAX. I could be wrong, but, but uh, I'm just planning to see it in 2D in all of its horror in IMAX. As you may recall, um, Jaws is a story about a killer shark that unleashes chaos on the beach community off of Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Um, and it's up to local sheriff, or a local sheriff who's played by Roy Schneider, a marine biologist played by Richard Dreyfuss, and an old seafarer played by Robert Shaw to take this beast down. Um, this movie is so scary and so thrilling, so expertly directed by Steven Spielberg. And uh, I think it's just going to be a real treat. A couple weeks ago, uh, Universal also released Spielberg's classic film, E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Um, you know, that film came out in 1982. So this, this, this screening was, was celebrating the 40th anniversary of E.T. And uh, I, I went and saw in and of course, in IMAX, you know, my favorite. And uh, it was it was just fantastic. I love the movie anyway. I hadn't seen it for many years, and if you get a chance just to see ET, I know that's not it's no longer playing in in IMAX, but ET is just such a terrific film. One of the unexpected thrills about seeing it in IMAX was the remastered soundtrack with you know the music the great music by John Williams blasting over the IMAX speakers. Um, oh, it was a treat. Really emotional. I just, I absolutely loved it. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the same for Jaws. Um, again, Jaws one week only starting Friday, September 2nd. Also back in theaters is the, the latest Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man No Way Home. You know, this, this came out and I think everybody in the world just kind of said, COVID be damned. We're going to the movies. <laughs> and uh it was um it was just a humongous hit uh it's such a such a fun movie they're calling so this new this new release of spider-man no way home that comes out on september 2nd they're calling it the more fun stuff version which i, I think is a kick uh basically what it means is they've edited in 11 minutes of new content or i guess of content that probably you know had been cut from that that original release um this is in celebration of 60 years of the spider-man comic book character and 20 years of spider-man films so uh i think that this 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 is this movie brings together all three modern and again this may be a bit of a spoiler alert it was it was kind of a suspected surprise when when uh the film got rolled out last year, but all three modern day Spider-Man uh, actors share the screen together. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. Also along for the ride is Benedict Cumberbatch, who uh, reprises his role as Doctor Strange. Um, Marissa Tomei is back as Aunt May, as Daya as MJ. Jacob Batalon as Ned. And then a whole slew of classic Spider-Man villains also come in uh, for this multiverse uh, fest. 
So this looks so fun. Check your local listings for Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff version, again, opening on uh, September 2nd. Finally, in uh, big screen uh, <laughs> offerings, is uh, a, it's it, this one is under the uh, TCM big screen classics uh, series. Uh, it's the 40th anniversary of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Uh, which, of course, came out in 1982. This is actually going to be uh, playing over three days, so September 4th, 5th, and 8th. And uh, I'll, this, you can go to the fathomevents.com website. I'll have, I'll have a link to it in the podcast notes in my blog. But this is one of, if not the best, Star Trek films. Uh, this this, uh, this is actually is a story continuation of of uh, of of an episode from the original Star Trek series from the 1960s with William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy um, and everybody, um, with the assistance of the Enterprise crew, Cap- uh, Admiral Kirk. He's now Admiral Kirk now. Uh, must stop an old nemesis uh, who's Khan, played by uh, none other than Ricardo Montalban. Um, from using a life gen the life generating Genesis device as the ultimate weapon. Um, again, just this film is 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 uh, I guess I'd like just to say it's compact, it's exciting, it's interesting. You don't necessarily have to be a Star you know Trek fan to to uh, appreciate it. Although I think it helps, <laughs> but but uh, it's again. Just, just, just one of the one of the best Star Trek films, and just an absolutely outstanding film to boot. So, highly recommend seeing Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. They give this 40th anniversary screening again, September 4th, 5th, and 8th. And 8th, um, check the FathomEvents.com website, uh, and again, I'll have links. I'll have links to everything. And holy smokes! Go to the movies over Labor Day weekend because there's just a lot of great choices. All right. In uh, streaming, uh, just want to make you aware of what's being called Disney Plus Day. It's happening on September 8th. Now, Disney Plus, the streaming service, launched in 2019, and they typically have had this quote-unquote Disney Plus Day in November, which has been their anniversary of when they launched. This year, uh, the Walt Disney Company is having their this Disney Plus Day on uh, September 8th, and I believe that the reason that they're doing it is because they're tying it into their big, their big, uh, um, it's Disney's version of Comic-Con. They call it the D23 Expo. D23 is the official Disney fan club. And then uh, they have a huge event, which is just going to be nonstop press releases and stuff that are coming out of this thing. Uh, it's happening September 9th through Eleventh, uh, it's happening in Anaheim at the Anaheim Convention Center, which is right across the street from Disney, the you know the Disneyland Resort. But uh, 
basically Disney Plus Day is a day where they uh, release a whole bunch of new content uh, on the service. Uh, and then also they they celebrate Disney Plus in the Disney theme parks uh, and, uh, you know, big just, just a big promotional day. Uh, there are some premieres of note, though, for uh, uh, us movie fans uh, on on Disney Plus that I wanted to mention. First up is that uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, the the newest installment in uh, from Marvel Studios with with Thor, which was a movie that which I just loved this year. That's going to be released on Disney Plus. On uh, on September eighth on Disney Plus Day. So if you haven't already seen it, or if you want to see it again, it's a chance. You know, there's your chance. Uh, if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, also Disney's been releasing uh, their what they call the sing along versions of some of their some of their uh, animated classics, and froze both Frozen and Frozen Two sing alongs are going to be. Uh, put on Disney plus on September 8th. When I say sing along version, basically what it is is during the songs, it displays the lyrics. So it's just like kind of movie karaoke <laughs> going on. Uh, so that, that, uh, you know, that that's fun. And also could be fun, you know, fun for the family. Um, and then, uh, also, uh, Disney is releasing, their latest uh, remake of of one of their animated films. This is this is a, a remake of the classic Pinocchio. Um, this is a combo. This is a hybrid film with live action and and, and CGI. Uh, Geppetto is uh, played in this film by Tom Hanks, and Pinocchio is. Uh, you know, a CGI character. They've actually made the, 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 they made the creative decision to make him look very much like the Pinocchio from the 1940 animated film. And um, anyway, it looks like that from the trailer they follow this. I'm actually gonna I will put a link to the trailer in the podcast notes on my blog so you can you can check that out if uh, if you're so inclined. You know, I basically hate these remakes because I just feel like if I wanted to watch Pinocchio, I'd watch the 1940 version. However, uh, they make a ton of money. Uh, I think it's also a way to introduce these stories to 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 uh, families of today. So, um, you know, they 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 are what they are. Let's hope this one's good. Uh, as I might have already mentioned, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis is a fantastic director. Uh, he he spent a lot of time with this motion capture technology, which I don't really love. So it'll be interesting to see what we you know how this goes with with this new film. Motion capture is that technology where they put dots all over the actor's face and body, and then uh, a computer then creates an animated version of it. Um, he, Robert Zemeckis, did uh, the, uh, 
a film adaptation of the Polar Express, that beloved children's Christmas novel, using motion capture. And I just f- f- felt that it just made the the characters just look creepy in the way that they animated their eyes, which isn't necessarily due to the motion capture. I think it's just maybe an artistic choice, but I just really disliked, disliked his motion capture work. Um, but we'll see if you know how this one goes. And then maybe there's just enough live actors in it too. Uh, and, and a lot of action going on with this story that it could be good. But regardless, this new version of Pinocchio is also getting released on Disney plus day. Um, one other thing of note, which looks very fun to me, uh, Pixar, uh, cars. So, you know, the, the cars films and shorts that they've created with, you know, with the characters, Lightning McQueen and Mater. And, you know, then of course the radiator Springs town, etc. Um, they have got a new series. It's called Cars on the Road. And the premise behind this is that um, Lightning McQueen and Mater uh, travel across the country to attend the wedding of Mater's sister. So the, Mater's sister is a character that we haven't met yet in, in the Cars uh, world. And... Uh, you know, cars for me is just a really guilty pleasure because, you know, I love Pixar and I love automobiles. And so, uh, you know, I think the original cars is, is terrific. Cars two is not, but I love the, I love the, the aesthetic. I love the look of it. And, uh, cars three is a better, but, and I think that the shorts typically have been saw. They did a big series of, they call the Mater's tall tales. I'm not sure if all of these are on Disney plus, but they, I think many of them probably are. So I'm stoked for some new car shorts. Uh, those are premiering also on Disney plus day. Uh, I'll have a link, uh, to, uh, to a, a post that Disney put out with all of these releases happening on Disney plus. Day. I also wouldn't be surprised if they add some more stuff to it. Uh, you know, they, they, they surprise, they surprise us all. Uh, with with more with more content. So anyway, Disney Plus Day is happening September eighth. So get ready, get ready for some some uh, some hopefully great new Disney content. Classic Cinema Corner. I just wanted to share some stuff about my 20th Century Fox movie watching project, and just and highlight one particular film that I really enjoyed this month. Uh, as I've mentioned before, I'm I'm uh, in the process of watching a hundred movies this year that were made by the 20th Century Fox movie studio. And really part of the reason that I was doing this is, you know, 20th Century Fox is now uh, just known as 20th Century Studios. It's owned by the Walt Disney Company. And so the studio was, you know, its own thing from 1935 when it was created to 2019 when when finally that the acquisition by, by Disney um, was finalized. 
So uh, I picked a hundred what I feel are representative films uh, of the studio, both you know based on you know different actors and genres, and of course the time periods, etc. And right now I'm in the 1970s, and uh, there have been there's just there have been a lot of great films, everything from Young Frankenstein to, to the original Star Wars. Uh, and to, to this film, which I wanted to highlight, called Breaking Away. This film was released in 1979. And if, if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. It's a coming-of-age film uh, about four, uh, four kids from working-class families that live, they live in uh, Indiana. They actually... Uh, they uh, live in the shadows of of of, of Indiana University, but um, this these teens are trying to find their way. They've just all graduated from high school, and they're trying to find their next steps. The main character, uh, who is played uh, expertly by the actor Dennis Christopher, uh, he is obsessed with with. Uh, cycling you know he's got he's got a he's got a bike and and he's particularly obsessed with the italian cycling team and so he's just decided to take on this almost like a persona and 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 everything that he does is all about um italians uh his other friends are going have have got different stuff going on one's got a girlfriend he's moving and the other guy's or just you know, don't necessarily have supportive families and are trying to figure out um, what to do. So many people are going to college, but you know, college is expensive, and um, and also challenging. You know, so just try to anyway. It's 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 just a, it's a great coming of age film. It's got a really fantastic uh, script. In fact, the script was written um, by a writer named Steve Teich. And he won uh, the Academy Award that year for Best Original Screenplay, and 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 it's deserving. Um, he's he's uh, he's terrific. Um, the movie stars Dennis Quaid, uh, and and Daniel Stern and Jackie Earl Hurl, uh, Haley. Those are the four. Those are the four friends. Um, kind of the core of it. Um, Barbara Barry and Paul Dooley play the dad of the. Uh, the biker who wants to be Italian, <laughs> um, and the rest of the cast is 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 terrific too. So, would highly recommend watching this wonderful coming of age film, uh, Breaking Away. If you haven't seen it, I rented it on uh, on Apple iTunes. Um, but you know, it's it, it's so it's it, it's it's I guess in a lot of ways it's kind of a combo, as I mentioned, coming of age, but it's also kind of a sports movie. Because there's a lot of biking, <laughs> there's a lot of biking in it, and, and a lot of kind of exciting stuff around bike race, bike races, and uh, uh, again, just a just a terrific cast, uh, and and ultimately a really uh, a real feel good film. So yeah, highly recommend Breaking Away from 20th Century Fox uh, uh, from. Uh, 
Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present Podcast. Again, links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Links are also on the blog. And follow me on Instagram. Uh, My handle is at moviespap, as in past and present. As always, I hope you'll enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be safe out there and dedicate yourself to the truth.